Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I start every week that way. We started off a little different, which is ironic because I'm wearing my DX shirt. Should start off with a DX thing here, but it's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to World Wrestling Radio Live right here on twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy. And I am exactly that. I am that ringscoopsguy. Let me say that again. I am that ringscoopsguy. The webmaster way needed. And we're here for World Wrestling Radio Live. Thursday, November 21st, 2019. Oh yeah, man. The year is almost up. The decade is almost up. New year 2020 on the horizon. We got some good stuff. Yeah, baby. The world of professional wrestling this last seven days. There is a lot that went on, ladies and gentlemen. There is a lot that went on in the world of professional wrestling. And we're going to touch up on a lot of those topics. Um, I've got all my topics over there on the whiteboard. I've got all the web browser tabs open so we can talk about some of this stuff. And also, we have an opportunity for you to call in to express your thoughts right here on World Wrestling Radio Live as well. And it's very simple. If you would like to call into World Wrestling Radio Live, head on over to Discord. Join the caller waiting room. And please be patient. Um, I will drag your username, boop into the World Wrestling Radio Live voice channel, and we will talk about professional wrestling. And that's how you call in, ladies and gentlemen. The link is right there on the chat for those that are just joining us. Um, if you type in exclamation point call, the link will come up for you guys. You can click on it. Um, I should make a shorter URL for that. I will do that by, by the next show. But first things first as well. To let you guys know, when is the next show after this? Because we're not going to do a show next week. No, because it's Thanksgiving here in the States. So there's not going to be a World Wrestling Radio Live next week. So after tonight, we will resume World Wrestling Radio Live every week on Thursdays after Thanksgiving. What day is that? Because Thanksgiving is on the 28th, so it'll be December 5th after tonight. December 5th will be the, the next episode of World Wrestling Radio. So... We're doing this live and in living color right here on twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy. And for those that are listening on the archive, whether it be uh, Google, whether it be Apple, uh, whether it be TuneIn Radio, Spotify, or even ringscoops.com, remember, guys, this show is live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 11 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy go to ringscoops.com there's information on that with a link as well right there on the home page it's pretty easy man every Thursday night you guys want to tune in live if you guys want to call in if you want to interact with the chat because we do have a live chat going on that's the beauty of Twitch with Twitch there's the feed there's the content there's a chat for you to interact you can interact with me I'll interact with you and, of course, like I said before on Discord, you guys can call in. You can go to the caller waiting room, and it's just that simple. All right. So, let's get into some world, world of professional wrestling talk. Okay. Ooh, first topic. This was actually not on 
my radar until about a half hour before we went live tonight. And that is some news out of Ring of Honor. (laughs) Unless you've been living under a rock the last couple of weeks, uh, Joey Mercury has been uh, going off the deep end on Twitter as of late about Ring of Honor. So something big happened today. Uh, And this is from PWInsider.com. It says, BJ Whitmer, the husband of Kelly Klein, the reigning Ring of Honor Women of Honor champion, stated on Twitter that Klein was fired by the promotion this past Tuesday, writing, quote, Now that the cat is out of the bag, yes, Kelly Klein was fired by Ring of Honor COO Joe Coff via email Tuesday evening. Not a phone call, an email. Kelly is very much still very much suffering from post-concussion syndrome and was fired while injured, end quote. Um, PWInsider.com goes on to also include that Klein has been out of action since Ring of Honor's United Kingdom tour. She has been the primary focus of the company's Women of Honor division for some time and was the promotion's only two-time Women of Honor champion. And uh, she had been most recently feuding with the Allure. The... Contract is supposed to expire on December 31st, and uh, both sides had been in discussions for a new deal. It says that PW Insider reached out to Ring of Honor management seeking a comment on the situation, at which they have a comment on the situation now. It's an update from the news story right here. Ring of Honor issued the following statement to PWInsider.com. Quote, we don't generally discuss personal issues, but they seem to have been made public. We didn't fire Kelly Klein. We just notified her that we would not be renewing her contract. End quote. As PWInsider.com noted, Klein's current deal expires on December 31st. And there is no comment on the status of the Women of Honor Championship. This is going to be big. I know when Joey Mercury first started tweeting about his issues with Ring of Honor, there's quite a few people that took notice of that. Um, but there wasn't really a whole lot of talk about it, right? Not a whole lot of mingling about it or not. It was just people saying, holy crap, this dude has lost it. Then he started making some sense with some of the stuff he was saying. People started to also realize that Jim Cornette, well, I'll talk about Jim Cornette a little later on as well. Um, so what a week he has, right? Uh, Jim Cornette has, uh, has, has been ranting about stuff that's been going on in Ring of Honor for a good portion of the last decade. And, um, well, some of the stuff that Joey Mercury has been tweeting out kind of confirms a lot of the stuff that Jim Cornette has been talking about with Ring of Honor. And people are starting to realize that Corny was right all along when it comes to that stuff. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes, uh, you know, somebody could talk about something and it could be true, but just because it's the person, you know, saying it, people don't want to take it for what it is. But if somebody else that they perceive to have more respect for, they'll listen to them. Um, I know years ago at wrestling training at the School of Hard Knocks, and I'm not going to name names on this one, but somebody was was performing a snapmare. And when they performed the snapmare, they threw the person over their shoulder on the side that their knee was up, not the side where their knee was down. I saw that. I went over and I made mention. I pulled the person aside. I didn't want to make any big deal about it, right? So I called the person aside and said, hey, look, you should throw 
when you're doing a snap mirror, always throw it on the side where the knee is down because if something happens, you don't want to, you know, you'll mess your leg up, you mess your knee up, you'll also mess up your opponent. The tailbone, the back, whatever it hits, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not good form not to do that. This person threw a hissy fit. This person, oh, you've never been in the ring before. You're in a wheelchair. You're fat. You're uh, you're disabled. You know, all this stuff. Just throwing stuff that wasn't even relevant, too. You know, like my weight and all that. And my disability. They were throwing it all out, out there at me. Well, the trainer saw what was going on. Come over and said, hey, what's going on? I explained the situation. And they told them straight up, he's right. I never taught you how to do that. I taught you, you throw the snapmare when the knee's down. You don't throw the snapmare on the side of the knee is up. But because I've never been in the ring, they weren't going to listen to me, even though I was right. Now, in certain situations, I know that that's, you know, you, you don't always want to listen to somebody that's never done it before. But in that case, it's one thing, too, to call somebody out and say you don't know what you're talking about as opposed to she she could have easily and I'm not going to name names but I just revealed that it was a she um she could have easily said are you sure about that or maybe even called the trainer over and said he said this is this true like what's going on it could have been done dealt differently but it wasn't but anyway same thing goes with uh with Jim Cornette and his disgruntled rants about ring of honor all these years Nobody wanted to listen to what he had to say, but now Joey Mercury is going off and he's talking about all of these things and everybody's like, wow, there's some truth to this. Holy crap. He's right. Or, or I've even seen people say, I wonder why nobody's ever came forward with this stuff before. (laughs) It's interesting, man. And now Kelly Klein, the women of honor champion, right? The champion. Who's been injured with a concussion. Sure, she wasn't fired directly or let go immediately. But they did tell her during her injury. And because of all this stuff going on, because apparently she's been, you know, agreeing with Joey Mercury with some of his social media rants. They've let her know that they that she's not going to have a job at the end of the year. That's unfortunate. It really is. Um, I just... Oh no! I mean, that's really the only thing I can say about it. It's unfortunate. It sucks that it happened. Um, it sucks that it went down that way. It sucks that they're they're going to do that to her. Uh, it just sucks that it had to come to a point that a lot of the stuff is is being out there in public. It sucks that there there was not an opportunity for this to be taken care of in private, where nobody had to know about it, and had it been resolved. There's still no resolution behind it. So it was forced to be put into the situation where all of this information is now being out there to the public. And now it's it's a public jury pretty much on this, right? Us fans get to see what's going down, give our opinions on it. And because of that, it's a public opinion matter. Um, a, a, a matter of public opinion, I'm trying to say. I can't speak tonight. It's just, uh, I don't know, man. It's It's crazy. Um, I saw a tweet because there's a lot of people been talking lately about, you know, maybe maybe this is going to be the start of the demise for Ring of Honor. And, and it could very well be. You just never know. I saw an interesting tweet today because uh, Ryan Satin tweeted out. Uh, he said that he hopes that somebody can take control of Ring of Honor and course correct things because the current image of the company is really bad. 
He goes on to say that Joey Mercury has been making very valid points and Kelly Klein basically being fired for supporting him sends a terrible message. Now, the one that caught me by surprise, the or yeah, you know, that caught my attention, the uh the tweet I want to read here is from uh somebody by the name of Brian John Cosgrove. Uh his at is Yenzer Online. Y I N Z E R online. And he replied back to Ryan Satin saying, I can see WWE swooping in, buying both Ring of Honor and Evolve. I don't understand why he included Evolve in this, but uh, the Ring of Honor library is worth it alone. Evolve could replace NXT on the network as a developmental now that uh, NXT is its own brand. I, I don't, I mean, I get the idea of what you're trying to say with the Evolve thing. Um, why not just do it with Ring of Honor? Why not swoop in, pick up Ring of Honor? Obviously, have the video library in the network and uh, just turn Ring of Honor around as the new developmental. Why not just do that and just leave Evolve having the, you know, the partnership with WWE? Because then that's two video libraries and you're not, you don't have the public image of swooping down and just grabbing up every single thing in the world. Or here's an idea too. What if Tony Khan and AEW swooped in and they picked up? the Ring of Honor name and the Ring of Honor video library. And they started to plant the seeds for starting their own streaming service like Impact Plus and WWE Network and ESPN Plus and Disney Plus and and whatever plus and premiums and all that stuff, right? Because now you got the AEW library, you got the you know the all in show uh, anything in the personal libraries of some of the wrestlers themselves that they can license to AEW. And then, of course, you got Ring of Honor and all that good stuff. And if you had the video libraries of that, and let's say WWE wanted to use any of that footage for some of their guys, because a lot of guys came from Ring of Honor, Vince McMahon would have to license out the library from AEW if they even chose to do that. You want to talk about a war. That would be a war tactic if AEW and Tony Khan swooped in and said, hey, we want Ring of Honor. Imagine that. Imagine that. So that's interesting stuff right there. Now let's talk a little bit about the Wednesday night ratings because they're in, ladies and gentlemen. The numbers are in for the eighth night of the Wednesday Night Wars. For the first time, NXT has beaten AEW in overall viewership. AEW still won in the demographic, though. So, here are the numbers. This week, AEW pulled in 893,000 viewers. And in the demographic, it was a point thirty-nine. NXT this week had an overall of 916,000 viewers with a point thirty in the demographic. So, let's compare the demographics. AEW point thirty-nine, NXT point thirty. Overall numbers, AEW. 893,000, NXT 916,000. The previous weeks, AEW 
did um, last week they did nine hundred fifty-seven thousand. NXT did seven hundred fifty thousand. So let's do some of the math here. So we'll, for NXT last week, they had uh, nine hundred fifty-seven thousand. And this week they did eight hundred and ninety-three thousand. So they're down sixty-four thousand. NXT this week did seven hundred fifty thousand. This week they did nine hundred and sixteen. So they're up one hundred and sixty-six thousand people. It's a huge rise. Factors that could have been part of that. Um, a hot storyline going on with all three brands. A go-home to not one but two pay-per-views. Takeover and Survivor Series. That could be some of the things that swung in the momentum of NXT. Some of the things that maybe could have brought AEW down from last week was maybe because of the idea that they are they were no longer hot off of a pay-per-view like they were a week ago. And, um, I mean, that's really the only major things other than like the little tiny nitpicking from both sides that would explain that maybe some people just weren't into what was on at that time. So they would switch the channel over to something else. There's just so many different factors that go into it. But this week, week number eight, NXT did have more in the overall and AEW continued to win in the demographic. Those are interesting numbers though. Next week should be interesting as well because they'll be hot off of the Survivor Series and NXT TakeOver pay-per-views. AEW has announced a huge lineup for Dynamite next week on TNT. So both shows should have some pretty good momentum going into it. So it should be interesting to see the numbers of both shows. But for me, a factor that goes into it next week as well is that it's going to be the day before Thanksgiving. So there's going to be a holiday to factor into this thing. Because some people don't, you know, when they do traveling for Thanksgiving, they don't leave on Thursdays. They leave on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, mainly Wednesdays. So that's going to be a factor that's going to be played into this. And it's unfortunate for both brands. Because since the beginning of this, there's not there's not really been a fair opportunity for both of them to really level out because the world series, then Halloween and then now Thanksgiving. And then we got Christmas coming up with new year's as well. It's not going to be until about January that we're going to see somewhat. Well, I mean, maybe not even then. Um, well, no, cause the NFL runs on the weekend. So yeah. So yeah, it's probably not going to be until January. January and February, I think, are going to be the most telling months. But even then, it may be argued. It could have an argument be made that it might not be fair to AEW, but I wouldn't even want to use that word anyway, fair. If you're going to call it a war, all is fair and love and war, right? But WrestleMania season is always big for the WWE. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Going forward, because there's always going to be something. Baseball season, football season, holidays, just a lot of things. Preempt preemptions. 
you know. Um, but so yeah, that's that's it. Wednesday night ratings. It's very interesting. Good numbers. Last week AEW almost hit that million mark. This week NXT almost hit that million mark. It would be great to see both of them get back over to the million mark. So now our next topic. I need to take a breather here. Take a little sip of my tea. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, nothing beats a nice cold glass of ice tea. That's right. So Saturday we have NXT TakeOver. Yeah, War Games. TakeOver War Games. This is going to be the uh, third War Games. Well, there's going to be two of them, so it'll be like the third and the fourth. But the Undisputed Era has taken part in every single War Games match on NXT. Which I think that's 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 cool, man. That's that's pretty awesome. Okay, so we only got four matches lined up for a takeover, which is fine by me. That's cool, man. Um, obviously, I think they're going to start with a war games match. They're going to end with one, which leaves the other two matches in between. It's going to be like a war game sandwich. I think they're going to open up with. I think they're going to open up with the women's war games match. Yeah. Um, only because Team Champa doesn't have their fourth guy yet. And they're going to want to keep that as a huge surprise. Otherwise, I would say that the women's probably would close out the show. So I think the women's is going to open up. And then I think we're going to see uh, Matt Riddle and Finn Balor. And then I think we're going to see Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, and Damian Priest go at it, where the winners of that get an opportunity at the NXT Championship at Survivor Series the next night. And I think we're going to close out with a men's War Games match. I think that's how it's going to go. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a caller right here. We're going to we got Mac of all. We're going to bring Mac on the line. Mac, you are live on the air. Well, wait, hold on. It didn't work. Macaball, you were live on the air. What's up, man? Hello, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yes. All right, yes, Mac. Yes, what's yes. what's going on, brother? Uh, I had to drop in, man. It's a long-time listener, first-time caller. Well, first-time caller for this run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I, I wasn't listening on 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 Twitch, so I don't know what um exactly is the topic. But I did um want to call in and make a comment. Yes, sir. Uh, I um just read something from uh, David Marquez um about the uh, Jim Cornette situation. I don't know if you went over that or not on the show. Um, about what he stated. No, I haven't uh, gotten to the Jim Cornette thing yet. I was just about to dive into uh, takeover predictions, but we can hold off on that. Talk about Jim Cornette. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to, you know, change the flow of the show, but um, uh, it's all good, man. I am, um, you know, Dave Marquez just made a statement on his Facebook page, um, and I'm not going to go through the whole statement, but I'm just uh, going to go. I'm just going to pick cherry pick on one particular thing that he stated. And, um, he's first thing he said, he said, the following are my views and not those of any companies I'm affiliated with. That's the first thing he said. Okay. Um, so then Dave 
Marquez said, uh, what Cornette said on the show is a dated, throwaway, comedic line that everyone from Bob Hope to George Carlin to Dave Chappelle has said. But since it's Jim Cornette, it's deemed bad and it's spotlighted. It's unfortunate that he won't be on the broadcast any longer. A lot of what you enjoy was because of his suggestion behind the scenes. And for those casting stones, make sure your history is as squeaky clean on the up and safe as possible. Because when news about your past hits, don't look for sympathy when you're shown the door and the crowd turns on you. Mm. Wow. That's very interesting. Yeah, I am, you know, being an African-American man, um, you know, uh, first of all, um, you know, Cornette, I never really had a problem with Cornette at all whatsoever. Um, I always just thought that it was funny, and I always mention this to you off the air, I thought it was funny that this guy, um, you know, talked real tough and then Santino ran up on him. <laughs> yeah, and then he was calling for security. So that's the one thing with Cornette that always was funny to me is that you know you you talk a real good game, but when you had an opportunity, you know to uh, you know back up what you were saying, then uh, you know he's a thug and he's a this and he's a that, and you know it wasn't a time or place, or, you know. So um, when Cornette made the comment, I. I didn't listen to the comment. I didn't have an opportunity to, but I read it. And when I read it, um, you know, I was like, okay, this is a little far. Um, you know, there's things that, you know, Jerry the King Lawler says today that are these one-liners that I guess Dave Marquez is speaking of. But Jerry the King Lawler knows that we're in the year 2019 going into 2020. We're going to a whole new decade. Yeah. Jerry the King Lawler is not on the air screaming puppies, puppies, puppies like he used because he knows that that is not the climate that we're in anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, George Carlin and Bob Hope, um, were saying things that in that climate were acceptable to say as a comedian. But even if these two gentlemen were alive today, I'm very sure there's some things that they wouldn't broach 100% head on as they originally would do, like, say, back in the 80s, 70s, or whatever. Yeah. Dave Chappelle, he's gotten flack for saying something that wasn't deemed as bad, but, you know, in today's climate, it was. Mm -hmm. So I don't think comparing Jim Cornette to those three guys was something that was smart to do uh, because, you know, no disrespect to Jim Cornette, but three of those guys are legends in the entertainment business, not in the wrestling business, but in the entertainment. And um, I hate when people have the mentality of, well, he said this, so I should be able to say that. I don't like that. I just think that Jim Cornette should own up to it um, I hope that he doesn't try to point fingers and talk about the company and all these other things. He should apologize wholeheartedly and say it was a mistake and wish NWA the best and just continue on with his podcast. 
but I just fear that it's going to be more than that. And the last thing I have to say is um, one thing I didn't know is that there was an uh, article that was out on TMZ about Mark Henry's comments on this. And he, Mark Henry said that he was extremely hurt by the comments by Jim Cornette because, you know, Mark Henry was, uh, he basically said that Jim kind of taught him the business in a way. Uh, he was invited to Jim Cornette's house and he, you know, he was shocked that something like that was said. So he also, same stance that I'm taking, is that you're going to have to give a full apology or what Mark Henry said, just admit that you're racist. It's either, it's either or, there can't be a middle ground. Yeah. So he, he's wanting Jim Cornette to, to do what Hulk Hogan did, admit that he's a racist. <laughs> because I, um, I mean, I, I know a bad joke, bad joke, but still, I mean, Hulk Hogan did say that he was a racist, which he is, probably is. Well, the Hogan, see, the thing with the Hogan situation, um, which is, you know, I know you're saying a joke, but it's, you know, it's, it's very, it, it's, it's very, you know, relevant to what's going on right now. Oh, absolutely. You know, Hogan, you know, really went over the edge with that thing. Yeah. And, you know, he, um, when he did apologize, and I'm not going to say the WWE apology backstage because I don't know exactly what he said. But I know there were some guys that weren't fully on board with it, mainly in the New Day. Um, they weren't really happy with the apology that Hogan gave. But um, he went on a media tour. And he was, you could tell he was devastated. And I think he was devastated from the fact that it got released like that because he probably didn't mean all of that venom in terms of how it came out. Yeah. But there's but there's no way to, you know, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. It is what it is, right? So the thing with Cornette, he's been accused of being a racist before, um, mainly by New Jack. New Jack has called Jim Cornette a racist. Uh, they kind of have a love-hate relationship, but um, he's called him a racist before. So um, I don't know. It, it, it should be interesting. But I just hope that Cornette does the right thing. I really do. I guess we're going to find out tomorrow because uh, Cornette did tweet this week that he was going to, you know, talk about it on his podcast this week, which comes out on Friday, which is tomorrow. So, right. I think uh, it's probably going to be one of his, his most uh, most listened to podcasts. Right, and I just hope that he just keeps keeps it. You know, I just hope he does the right thing. That's all. Hoping and praying. So, I hope so um, too. Because, man. I'm, I'm on the same page with you on that. Yeah, because it's it's a different climate. So, oh, absolutely. So, well, I mean, yeah. Thank well, with the the climate aside, it's just the right thing to mm -hmm. do, no matter what. Um, Jim Cornette has a legacy before that, but it's just tarnished through a lot of things that he's done and said, and and this is really going to overshadow a lot of the other stuff that he's done and said too. So, I'm yeah, with and you I, on that. And, and I don't, and, and I'm not really a fan of Dave Marquez like really coming out and saying, you know, it's it's wrong. You know, he shouldn't. Sometimes it's better not to say anything. Yeah. So him saying, well, Dave Chappelle and George Carlin and and you guys better make sure that you're his. I don't think that was smart to say, man. I just think that it was a comment. He shouldn't have made that comment. There's a way to be diplomatic about the same. 
about, about the situation, but then at the same time support your friend because that's what he's trying to do is support his friend. So um, he should have very simply said, hey, listen, I, you know, Cornette is a great guy. He's a great talent. Um, he has helped this company out a lot. It is unfortunate what he said, but in my personal interactions with him, he is far from the least. Yeah. And left it alone. Not, well, you guys better make sure you, I, I don't, I don't like that. So, um, it's better to keep your mouth shut and uh, we'll see what happens with Cornette. Uh, again, thank you for my call. Thank you for appreciate. Uh, thank you for appreciate. Thank you for taking it. I appreciate uh, the time of the show. Well, thank you so much, Mac, for calling in. And uh, you know, you've been part of the Ringsuits family for a very, very, very long time, or almost since the very beginning of the whole thing. And I really appreciate everything that you've done over the years for the brand. And uh, you know, you are always welcome on the show. You know that. Thank you, and. Uh... NXT for life. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> NXT football high school rules. <laughs> All right, Mac. Thank you so much for the call, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Mac of all with the call talking about Jim Cornette. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, real quick before I dive more into, uh, survivor series and, and, and takeover, since we were talking about the whole situation here with Jim Cornette, um, I did have that on the list. Uh, it was further down, but we'll, we'll talk about it right now real quick, just since we talked. Since Mac brought his opinion um, to the uh, to the platform here, we talked about it, and he, I did not know about the uh, Mark Henry thing with TMZ. Um, that's, I'm going to have to really check that out after the broadcast here. But, uh, yeah, Jim Cornette is, is gone from the NWA. Uh Here's what it says. Here's the uh, the release from the NWA. Uh, quote, Jim Cornette has resigned from the National Wrestling Alliance as an announcer um, on the November 19th edition of NWA Power. Jim has made remarks during a singles match between Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch that were both offensive and do not meet the high standards of decency and good faith of the National Wrestling Alliance to ensure that an error can never Happen again. We've established a new procedures of review for all NWA programming going forward. We sincerely regret our failure on this regard. End quote. And that brings me up to something that I wanted to talk about with this whole thing. With uh, with Jim Cornette and, and this whole situation here. Uh, these, these matches, these shows, these events, these streams for the NWA. They were taped a while back. They were edited a while back. They were in the can, pretty much, right? As the old saying goes. There was plenty of time for when they did commentary live. If the broadcast partner, Jim Cornette, had a problem with it, he could have took it with management. If those that listened back or those that were monitoring throughout the show, if they were listening to the commentary as it happened, because I'm sure they probably did it live to tape they could have had an issue with what Jim Cornette said at the time, but they didn't, as far as I know. Then you come to the editing. If there was any editing done afterwards, like I said, most likely they did live to tape. When you do a studio show like that, you don't just tape things, you put them together and all that kind of stuff. For the most part, you do a lot of live to tape, and if there's any inserts, you pop them in afterwards. 
But as far as the in-ring action, it's live to tape. You don't have to sync up camera angles and posts. You don't have to sync up a separate audio file with commentary. You don't have to, if you mic'd the crowd, if you mic'd the ring, you don't have to insert those in as well. Those are already done. Like I said, live to tape. And trust me, I'm coming at you right now with what I'm saying from the perspective of a video editor for professional wrestling, which is something that I have done for the better part of a decade in the world of professional wrestling. I have credibility with what I'm saying here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not just some necklace goober sitting at home that's saying, oh, well, they could have done this, they could have done that without having to realize what, what goes into the whole factor, okay? There was time. What I'm trying to say, there was time from the moment that Jim Cornette uttered those words while they were taping up to the editing process, up to the review process. Billy Corgan definitely had to have watched the product to say, hey, look, this is good. I like this. It's my stamp of approval. Let's put it out there. Up to the part where they uploaded it to YouTube and scheduled for a live premiere. Nobody in that company made the decision on the point of, this is offensive. This is racist. This is just wrong. I don't know if there was any internal discussion about it. it. Wasn't there. But I could tell you at the end result, there was not one decision made to say, hey, let's not air that. The only decision that was finally made was after the fact that it had broadcasted and people have heard it. Then in the business model, you have a feedback loop at the end, right? You put your product together, you have your assembly line, you put everything together, your marketing, you got the marketing mix, you know, you got the, the four P's, right? You put it out there. When it's out there to the public, you get your feedback. You listen to the feedback, you go back to square one, you put it together, a nice little bundle, you put it out. It's a machine, right? It's a conveyor belt that has a loop at the end of it. Nobody had a problem with this until it got to the loop. That is where I think there's a huge problem. That is where I think there's a huge disconnect between those that are running the show and the fans. Uh, hopefully that's fixed. That doesn't happen again. I know that I've been in situations where I'm doing commentary and I have heard a broadcast partner say something and I have a problem with it. I talk to that person first. I let them know. I say, hey, kind of curious why you said what you said. What did you mean by that? Are you going to do it again? Was it meant to be malicious? I've, I have conversations with my broadcast partners in the past about stuff like that. Not saying it's happened to every show. Not saying it's happened, you know, a majority of the time or anything. But there, I, I can count maybe on one hand during my six, seven years doing commentary. I can count on one hand a situation like that has happened. And I have a conversation with my broadcast partner. And there's been things that I may have done or said, too, that a broadcast partner has talked to me about. Because after a while, you kind of have a rapport with somebody. So we would talk to each other. If it wasn't settled then, it was taken to the booker. It was taken to the promoter. We would hash it out. We'd make sure it didn't happen again. In my case, majority of the time, I did editing on the events. So if there was something that I personally felt like, hey, you know what? I don't think this goes with what the promoter wants to be said or done or reflect back on his company or himself. Thankfully, I was doing the editing and I can go in and I can edit stuff out. I made those decisions on the fly like that. And nobody would know otherwise. 
That didn't happen with the whole Jim Cornette thing that I know of. I mean, obviously, no, it didn't happen, whether I know of it or not. I mean, it, it, it happened on the screen. People complained. It got that far. So I don't blame Jim Cornette 100%. I th- I mean, the majority of it is, is him, yes, because he's the one that uttered the words out, right? But there's got to be some kind of percentage that falls on the management of NWA for allowing that to get out there. And that's my thoughts on that. All right. Let's see, what else was on? Oh, yeah, sorry, we're going to talk about uh, TakeOver and Survivor Series. Just real quick, I just I just want to run down the predictions here for TakeOver. Um, we're going to start with the uh, the women's War Games match. Actually, let me see if there's anybody else on the line. No, okay, no one else is on the line. Okay, so War Games match, the women's one. We got Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim taking on Shanna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray. Um, I am a huge fan of Candice LeRae. I've been a huge fan of Candice's work since, oh, God, well, 2003, 2004. Um, Tegan Knox is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> unlike my buddy DA, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, Mia Yim's work. Absolutely love Shayna Baszler in the ring. Uh, Bianca Belair is, is a fantastic talent. Io Shirai is ready for the main roster. And I hate using that term now because NXT is the third brand. Um, Io Shirai is is going to be the next big major breakout women's star. Um, of course, management may say Shayna Baszler is going to be it, but for me, I know for a fact it's going to be Io Shirai. Um, with this match here, I think Shayna Baszler's team needs the win. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim. Uh, all due respect to them, they they can take a loss at this point and not lose any steam. Roshana Baszler is just red hot on fire. Io Shirai is red hot on fire. Bianca Belair is just about to get to that point where she is just red hot on fire. Kaylee Ray, the UK Women's Champion, is red hot on fire right now. If they are on fire, if they are red hot, you keep it going. You don't stop it. You don't put water on the coals. You keep it going. So I'm going to go with them on that. Then we got Matt Riddle and Finn Balor. Finn Balor making his return to NXT weeks ago. Matt Riddle, an up-and-coming talent. But um, I think Matt Riddle can bounce back. Finn Balor, at this point, I don't think he can because in the eyes of some fans, they still think, oh, crap, he just got sent down to NXT. Whereas the whole brands with the WWE, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, it used to be NXT and then Raw and SmackDown. Now it's a horizontal thing. It's just like in management. You have top-down and then you have left-right management, right? And the three brands are now on equal footing because they were on major networks, and they're on uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They get equal time. They're two hours. They got big pay-per-views. It's just the whole thing behind NXT now is that they're being pushed like a Raw and a SmackDown. And that's why they are the third brand. They are being treated as such. So, Finn Balor, if he were to, and like I said, the eyes of a lot of fans, they still don't see that. They think NXT still... 
below, right? Substandard. So in that in that aspect, if you look at it from that regard, Finn Balor cannot lose this match. If Matt Riddle wins, obviously he's he's a made man. I think he's a made man already, no matter what. So Finn Balor is probably going to win this match. And we got a triple threat match to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship at Survivor Series. Who's going to take on Adam Cole, baby? Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, and Damian Priest. Well, Killian Dane is getting up there. Damian Priest has a bright future ahead of him. And Pete Dunne has a track record right now in the WWE of putting on phenomenal matches. I think Pete Dunne has got this one. I think they're going to go with seniority on this over the other two. Pete Dunne and Adam Cole will be one hell of a match. I think you're going to have a really good match with Adam Cole and Damian Priest, but I don't think Damian Priest is ready. Killian Dane could argue to be ready at this time, but I don't think it'd be much of an impact to add to the card for Survivor Series. Pete Dunne will be that guy. So, logically, I think Pete Dunne has this one in the bag. It's going to be a great triple threat, though. And now we got the men's War Games match. we got the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong taking on Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Jai... <laughs> had trouble pronouncing this. Uh, Dijakovic. Dominic Dijakovic. I have to slow it down a little bit when I go for his name. Can't just throw it out there like a Tommaso Ciampa or a Keith Lee, right? And there's a mystery person. They haven't figured it out yet. Triple H said it's going to be an epic person. They kind of teased it this week on NXT that maybe Seth Rollins. I know there are some people out there that may think that maybe it'll be Johnny Gargano coming back. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of fans would mark out for Johnny Gargano, but when you use the word epic... I don't think Johnny Gargano, with all due respect to him. You say epic, I'm thinking a guy from a Raw or a SmackDown, especially a guy like a Seth Rollins. Maybe even a CM Punk. Will it be CM Punk? Probably not. But there are a small amount of people out there that believe that it could be CM Punk. I don't think it will be. Not saying that it's definitely not going to be him. Never said never in professional wrestling, right? But I am going to go with a Seth Rollins at this point. Because Seth Rollins is an NXT guy. He came from NXT. As far as underway up through the WWE, he came from NXT. Obviously, I know he came through Ring of Honor and the Indies and all that stuff. That goes without saying. I'm talking about their run through the WWE. So... I'm going to give the match to Team Ciampa. I think they're going to put it over that Adam Cole is going to go into Survivor Series, have taken a big loss at War Games. Will he be able to keep the title at Survivor Series? There may be some, um, some bickering, perhaps, between the Undisputed Era. And this could be the, the, the planting of the seeds to get Adam Cole to that next level 
to pop them over on Raw or SmackDown, preferably on SmackDown. But those are my predictions for TakeOver War Games. I'm just going to real quick, because we got about 10 minutes left here, I'm going to real quick run down the predictions here for Survivor Series, and then there are two more things I'd like to talk about before we head out. Uh, like I said, big news week in the world of professional wrestling. A lot of stuff happened actually in the past 48 hours. Uh, maybe even 72 hours. Anyway, here we go. Survivor Series, eight matches. Uh, we've got Adam Cole versus the uh, triple threat winner at uh, TakeOver. Let's say it's Pete Dunn, right? I think no matter what, Adam Cole is going to walk out still the NXT world champion. I think he's got this one in the bag. We got a singles match for the Universal Championship. The Fiend Bray Wyatt defends against Daniel Bryan. I've enjoyed the build between these two guys. Um, I don't think this is going to be a one-off. I think they will continue something down the road between these two. With having said that, I still think this could be a good match. The finish is going to be an interesting one, I have a feeling. Not as interesting as Hell in a Cell, but still, nonetheless, it will be something that will make people scratch their heads and say, well, what are they going to do next? I think The Fiend Bray Wyatt will win the match and retain the Universal Championship. Uh, the match that I'm looking forward to the most on uh, on this card here is a Brand Supremacy Triple Threat match. This, to me, is going to be probably match of the night. It has potential to be match of the night. We've got AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Roderick Strong in a Triple Threat match. Those guys, holy crap. Now, I know in the past when they did the whole AJ and Shinsuke thing at, at Money in the Bank and everybody's like, ooh, I want some of that. And their one-on-one feud kind of fell a little flat, all right? I think they learned from that mistake, especially now with everything going on with AEW being around. They need to make some of these guys look stronger. They need to make some of these programs, some of these matches look a little bit stronger. I'm not denying the fact that having another brand with the audience reach that the AEW has I'm not going to deny the fact the, uh, that they have put a little bit of pressure on people within WWE to make their presentation a little bit better. So I think AJ, Shinsuke, and Roderick Strong is going to be match of the night. This is going to be fantastic between these three guys. And I'm hoping that they give the win to Shinsuke Nakamura. I think he, he deserves it. I really do. I can see them giving Roderick Strong the win, too. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine this, too, right? Imagine everybody involved with the Undisputed Era winning their matches. Every single one of them win matches at Survivor Series. That would be big, too, right? So, and, and that's the funny thing to say is AJ Styles being the odd man out between having to pick a winner, right? I would go with Shinsuke first, Roderick second, AJ third. It's weird to say that. But I'm going to go with Shinsuke on that. We got a five-on-five-on-five on five men's Survivor Series triple threat elimination match. Team Raw consists of Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet versus Team SmackDown, Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, or just Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, Shorty G versus Team NXT to be announced. 
I am going to go with Team SmackDown on this one. Um, I think Drew McIntyre will be one of the last ones for Team Raw. I think Roman Reigns and Shorty G will be the ones to, to win it for Team SmackDown. And I just there's no idea who they're going to pick for Team NXT. Um, obviously, some of the main guys that will probably be on uh, on TakeOver. Maybe Finn Balor, um, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, you know, some of those guys, right? Well, I'm going to go with Team SmackDown on that. We got the 5-on-5-on-5 five 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 Women's Survivor Series Triple Threat Elimination Match. Team Raw, consisting of Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan, versus Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross, versus Team NXT, to be announced. Uh... Different combination of women from NXT would probably be on there. Um, Candice LeRae, I could see being on that team. Um, Bianca Belair, I could see being on that team. Uh, Kaylee Ray could be on that team as well. Uh, Io Shirai, I think, should be on that team. So there you go on that one. Especially Raw's got Asuka and Kyrie saying, so you put Io, Io Shirai on there. And you have a, a showdown between Kyrie Sane and Io. I mean, they teased it on NXT this week. If I had to pick a winner on this one, I'm going to go with Team NXT. Actually, no, I'm going to change that. I'm going to go with Team Raw. Charlotte, Natalya, Asuka, Kyrie, and Sarah Logan. Because, of course, it's, it's Charlotte Flair, right? And Natalya has been given you know, some, some prime real estate on television lately. Asuka and Kyrie Sane are the women's tag team champions. And Sarah Logan who's going to get a nice rub. She's going to be the one that's probably going to take the first fall, though, but she's going to get a nice rub being in the ring with everybody. So I'm going to go with that one. Team Raw for the uh, women's. We've got the Brand Supremacy Triple Threat Tag Team match. We've got the Viking Raiders, who are the Raw Tag Team Champions, taking on the New Day, who are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, taking on the NXT Tag Team Champions, the Undisputed Era, consisting of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Wow. Some good teams there. And we've seen Viking Raiders and Undisputed Era go at it. Now you throw the New Day into the mix. We're a great tag team. And uh, the combination is going to be Big E and Kofi Kingston going in there. So you got a guy that can be the powerhouse. you got a guy that can be your, your quickness, right? I think we got a good match lined up here. I would like to see the Undisputed Arrow win this. I would like to see those guys just get huge, huge, huge. I want to see them get a, a big push here. I can see them giving it to the New Day, though, as a consolation prize for Kofi Kingston and being like, hey, man, look, you had a good run as the WWE champion. I want to thank you for that. Um, sorry that you had to job out to Brock and give him the belt. But we'll give you this big win here at Survivor Series. I could see, I could see something like that happening. But uh, I'm gonna go. Undisputed Era is my official pick for this one. Brand Supremacy Triple Threat Match: Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch versus Bailey, who is the SmackDown Women's Champion, versus the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler. 
I think Shayna's team will win at TakeOver. And you know what? I don't know if we're going to see any big surprises out of this match. Because I know there's some people out there are going to be like, hey, this is a perfect opportunity for Ronda Rousey to come back. I don't see that happening, though. Becky Lynch has been pushed to the moon this past year. If Shanna Baszler's team wins at TakeOver but goes up into this match and does not take the fall, she can still look very strong no matter what. Bailey, she she could benefit the most, I think, out of the three. So I'm going to give it to Bailey on this one. I think she's got the most to gain. I think people are expecting her to lose, so it would be a shock. And I think Becky will be the one to take the fall. If it's going to be Becky or Bailey to win the match, Shayna Baszler should not be anywhere near that decision. And to my knowledge, it's not a, it's not an elimination match. Now we got the no holds barred match. No holds barred. WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar defending against Rey Mysterio. Ooh, yeah. Ray has been getting one over on Brock for a while now. We knew this match was going to take place, and everybody's like, oh, well, Brock's just going to get his big win back, right? He's going to destroy Ray. But it's a no-holds-barred match now. So Ray has an opportunity here. There's other key factors that can go into it. Cain Velasquez may be able to show up. Dominic may be able to show up. There's a lot of things that can happen in this match. I still think Brock will win. I mean... He just won the title belt, what, almost two months ago. I don't see him dropping it right now. I think Ray is going to be put over pretty well here in this matchup. I don't think this will be a squash or anything like that. It could end up that way. I could be wrong. I've been wrong many times. But I think Brock Lesnar will win this match. Brock Lesnar is my pick to win that. That's my Survivor Series predictions, ladies and gentlemen. And we got just a little bit of time left here. I know there shouldn't be time constraints, right? Shouldn't be. It's my own show, my own Twitch stream, my own podcast. But I like to have a little order. Order in the court, ladies and gentlemen. Order in the court. Okay, big news here. Um, PWInsider.com has confirmed that Albert Charles Hardy Jr., a.k.a. ACH, and also known as Jordan Miles, is no longer under contract to World Wrestling Entertainment. A WWE spokesperson confirmed that Hardy is done with the company but did not specify further information. Responding to a PWInsider.com request for comment this morning, which is November 21st. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't want to get too into it, but uh, there was a, a lot of stuff that was on the mind there of Jordan Miles. It all started with uh, with a T-shirt it went on to some rants. Um, Jordan Miles unhappy with the company, unhappy with what was going down. Um, it, it escalated. Blades Gaming, what's up, man? Thank you so much for joining the stream. I really appreciate it. Hope you're having a good night. Um, but yeah, uh, 
Jordan Miles, um, he released a, a video on November 13th, right, declaring he's quit WWE. Um, he tweeted out a, a photo of himself signing a document that appeared to be his release paperwork as well. And he announced that he was going to be returning to the ring as Super ACH this weekend for Heavy Metal Wrestling in Texas. Hardy's exit follows his attacks on both WWE and Ring of Honor in recent weeks on social media before he walked back on his comments as, quote, unprofessional, end quote. And he's not been at the Performance Center since September, according to PWInsider.com. So, yeah, Jordan Miles. Uh, real tough situation there that happened. Unfortunate, too. But he didn't want to be with the company anymore. He was very vocal about it. He got his uh, he got his thoughts out there. He has a lot of supporters, rightfully so. Um, with his stance, um, I I can't really give my thoughts on that. With the way that he did it, I don't think it was right. I think there was many different ways that Jordan Miles could have uh, gone about. You know, expressing his his concern over what happened. Don't agree with him bringing Jay Lethal into the whole mix and what he had to say about Jay Lethal. But as far as his beliefs and what he believes and and whatnot, I'm 100 percent behind him. If that's what is going through his mind about it, if he is very upset with what's going down. He has a right to be upset. If it's a place that he does not want to work for him, then he has that right to not have to work for them anymore. Thankfully, WWE issued out his request to be granted. So hopefully both can put uh, the issue behind them. Now the final thing real quick. Actually, you know what? I kind of don't even want to talk about this anymore. Uh, I'm just going to sum it all up. CM Punk put a tweet out earlier this week talking about catching up five plus years of wrestling. He tagged in Renee Young, WWE on Fox, Booker T, Page, Vince McMahon, and Tony Khan in this. And Tony Khan replied back with a crack about the wrestlers being stuck on an airplane in Saudi Arabia, which Randy Orton and Tony Khan had a back and forth. Both. All right. I know I said I didn't want to talk about it, but just real brief, okay? Look, it's one thing when a talent starts dropping stuff like that on Twitter and saying what they did say. And then going back further and what Randy Orton said during that Twitch stream, dropping the N-word. Anyway, the whole thing about what I'm trying to say is Randy Orton, Tony Khan. It's one thing a talent goes and says something like that kind of stuff. You know, even even a Brandy Rhodes getting involved in it, Charlotte getting involved with it, which is stupid. Neither of them should have even gotten involved with it. But Tony Khan is the guy that runs AEW. He's the guy. You would you would not see Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, or Triple H. You would have never saw Eric Bischoff do that kind of stuff. You know, a higher up. You just don't do that kind of stuff. That is childish. Yeah, you know, there's going to be people out there going to say, "Man, you're stupid for what you just done and said. You're stupid. You're all you're a moron. No, 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 all that kind of stuff, right? I know it. I know it. I'm gonna set myself up here, but I'm gonna say it, man. I'm gonna say it. 
Because of Tony Khan's actions this week on Twitter, I've decided I'm not going to watch AEW anymore. And it's not just because of that. Every single week, my interest in AEW has declined. Last week, for me, the highlight of their two-hour broadcast was a promo. I'm not impressed with their in-ring product. There are some people out there that could put on really good matches, but I'm not overly impressed. Their production, I'm not overly impressed. There have been, like I said, and you can go back in, in other broadcasts here that I talk about AEW, I've not bashed them. I've not talked shit about them. I have not been a WWE fanboy or a NWA fanboy or an Impact fanboy. I have talked about every product very fair, man. Goods and bads. Positives and negatives about every product. Stuff that I like and don't like. This is a new promotion. They had eight weeks to grab me. There were some things that made me go, huh, interesting. Nothing grabbed me. They had a pay-per-view. It was interesting. It was good. It was okay. It didn't grab me. And Normally, every single fall, there are new television shows that I put on my watch list. I usually give them about four or five episodes in. If it doesn't grab me, I take it off my watch list. I treat professional wrestling the exact same way. This year, I try to watch that new show, Emergence. Couldn't get past the third episode. Took it off my watch list. Stumptown lasted four episodes. AEW lasted seven episodes. I've given them the benefit of the doubt on, on a lot of things. I don't like the way their companies run. I don't like the way their executives or you know whatever they want to give them their titles to make themselves feel better at night. I do not agree with what they're saying and what they're doing. I'm just not into it. I'm taking it off my watch list. So, goodbye, AEW. You are not on my watch list anymore. Tony Khan, you can kiss my crippled ass. I've said it. That's my take on that, ladies and gentlemen. And that about does it for World Wrestling Radio this week. I really appreciate everybody tuning in. I want to thank McEvall for his call earlier tonight. Everybody listening to the archive of this, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you want to listen and, and interact, World Wrestling Radio live every Thursday on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Again, there's no show next week. We will be returning to the air on Thursday, December 5th. I may record a pre-taped podcast to put out there, maybe not even a World Wrestling Radio branded one, but there will be something on the podcast feed, so you know, keep an eye out for that. But yeah. There you go. World Wrestling Radio Live right here. Twitch.tv slash guy. Let's find somebody that we are going to raid. As a matter of fact, let me head over to my buddy's channel right now. Hopefully the audio is not going to be kicked in. I can mute it in time. There we go. Okay, so, yeah, for those watching here on Twitch, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead. We're going to raid my buddy D. And there he is. I think uh, I think we're ready to start the raid. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, I'm the Webmaster Wade Needham saying thank you, good night, and be cool.